0: and welcome to why a podcast a podcast where we answer the questions you didn't think to ask or were too lazy to google i'm laser elric the unseeing
1: i'm matthew slaza the i'm pretty sure i'm not blind but laser's blind and he has glasses so maybe i'm blind slaza and, I, and i'm keon the all-seeing
2: all-being all-gleeing boozer
0: oh i didn't mm. know you loved glee
2: keon I've seen a parody of his. <laughs> he's a fan <laughs> and of
0: that's enough. parody. That's enough. Hey, guys.
1: Hey. What's up, homie?
0: I think about that day. I seen you at a Greyhound station west of Santa Fe. Uh-huh. You actually we know the words. We were 17 and it was sweet and it was true. Still, I know what I had I to do. do. The summer Sunday. Anyway,
1: it's uh, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah holy I just shit, knew those great. Mo- shit. Mo-
0: movies. Topic chanting. Yeah, to-
1: I just knew. I. Laser. I. Yeah. Matt.
0: <laughs> okay, so Matt yes. chose this topic, which means Matt uh, is going to be going on a power trip this entire time. This is something we discussed beforehand. and also means Matt's going to be a fucking dickhead. Right, I, Matt?
1: Uh, I would like to apologize for two things. Um, One, uh, should I be a dickhead? I'm sorry. Uh, two, I'd like to apologize for the uh, train track and Chicago sounds that have been on Lasers' track the last couple episodes. There's literally nothing we can do about them. I'm sorry.
0: Oh no, I've done a pretty decent job cutting them out. All right, um, all
2: right. Well then, fuck me.
1: Well, yeah,
0: fuck cool. you. Send
2: me, send me that workflow, and I'll make sure that this episode maybe has that same feature. <laughs> all right,
0: well, fantastic, fellas. Hey guys, um, this week's topic is movies and um that's the topic how are my guys doing
2: <laughs> <laughs> as um, i think as the audience can tell we're all just like oh it's well it's early on a fucking sunday so we're like oh okay getting those sleepies out of our eyes yep
1: yeah and like you know that was the most creative opening lasers ever done so we were just trying to bask in the awe of it you know
0: you know matt mm-hmm. when i said you were gonna be a dick this episode i was <laughs> joking you don't have to I'm be i'm not gonna
1: be a dick i'm sorry i did <laughs> I'm just also tired, and my internet Mm -hmm. just like shit the brick right before we started recording, so I'm still a little hot on that. I have to take it out on someone. Not shit a brick, it's shit the brick. No, it's shit one brick, and that's why it's Mm -hmm. still working, but if it shits another brick, it's it's probably done.
2: Yeah. So I'm pretty good. I'm glad to hear that. Well, yesterday was my birthday party, so that was nice and uh we all missed you guys like legitimately it was just like fuck i missed matt and blazer i wish they were here oh so that's so sad i'm, I'm glad i'm getting Aww. my time with my Y guys right Th- that's now that's so somebody
1: sad. give you your uh ice icing since we weren't I there
2: br- i brought my own fucking icing basically i i i <laughs> asked my mother was just like oh what cake would you like so i can order it and you can go pick it up on your on you the said icing. day of i basically was just like i as minimum if we're if this is a pie chart I want 1% icing 90 1% cake 99% icing She's like 25% okay.
0: concentrated
2: power well <laughs> Yeah
1: 50% pressure
2: And I mean they delivered. It was pretty fucking
1: great. That's, Good. I mean, it's right. nice that they gave a shit about what you wanted instead of mm-hmm. just like, no, we're gonna get
2: a cake, and it's gonna be a cake. I mean, not that it even mattered. Like, people were just like, oh wow, this is a lot of icing. I had already eaten like a pound of icing earlier. Oh in the my day, god! So oh <laughs> my god! I was pretty satiated my, on I, that.
0: Uh, my favorite thing was that Keon did invite um, uh, did uh, Matt and I to the to the <laughs> birthday party via Facebook, and Matt lives uh, f- you know, like three hours away, and I live, you know, like. 20 hours away so you know perfect i believe i replied hey i tried my best but i fucking live in chicago
1: (laughs) it was the i think it was the uh the uh fucking punctuation you used that got me though because the way you split up the sentence was really funny (laughs) it was like hey man i really tried my
2: best but i live in chicago so it was like yes yeah, or it was like you. i live in fucking chicago or like i remember distinctly just being like how dare you coming across so
1: yeah, it was pretty great and then i just commented on it like uh same but fort pierce and and that was my answer to mm-hmm. so, yeah. uh Happy i wish birthday, i could have been there though uh yeah. because it is quite fun to see Keon, and it is you know your birthday would have been cool yeah, yeah. love you guys uh
2: how is how are you guys doing
1: um well uh i am i'm I'm doing pretty good
0: actually i just got employed for my second job Um, yeah yeah, i'm going to be working at starbucks again i used to work at starbucks and now i'm going to be working at starbucks
1: and you got the job (laughs) just in time to let everybody know that you're now working again at starbucks
0: exactly (laughs) yes so very excited to get one free pound of coffee a week that's a benefit it's really fucking good uh, nice. I've been drinking this legal tinned, amphetamines, man. I, I've been drinking this tinned cafe, cafe Bustello shit, and it is the worst coffee. Why would uh-huh. you get
1: cafe Bustello? It's like the worst coffee.
0: Well. I didn't know, and now I know. Ah,
1: should have asked, man.
0: And if you don't you, know, I mean, now you know.
2: I just heard that Kathy Costello <morals> is like the worst fucking coffee, so I don't know. I, I mean, I, you know, let's jump right t- in. We're going to be
0: asking one why question each. The others will guess the answers, and then we'll let you know why. Who'd like to be good?
2: Um. I th- yeah, I think the, the man of the hour will want to go first. I think I, gotta go. I no, got to go. Oh, PowerPoint. I thought it was me.
0: I thought <laughs> it was you, Kiana. It was your birthday.
2: Oh,
1: fuck. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's uh, Matt's topic. Let's hear yeah, it. Matt, you. Matt okay, cool. you go. Sorry, Keon. Um, my fun? topic leads, I think, into yours anyway, because I'm going to end with something that should bridge right into ears. Um, so my question for you guys is, why is Jurassic Park the best movie of all time? Ooh, I like this.
0: Well, um, let's see. I mean, objectively, of course, as you just stated, Jurassic Park is the best movie of all time. And that Correct. is... Um, I'll actually... It has a lot to do with scientists. They broke it down. It's sort of like how they found that like Strawberry Swing or whatever by Coldplay is like one of the like songs that gives you a bunch of fucking dopamines or whatever. Um, Really? Yeah. That was like a thing that scientists found out for some reason. A Um, bunch of dopamines or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. A bunch of fucking serotonins or some shit. Don't get on my fucking back. I'm sorry. Um, I know serotonin. She's pretty cool. So um, yeah, uh, it's it's actually the same with Jurassic Park where um, they found that it's like a combination of like background audio waves that like we couldn't actually discover until like we were more in the digital era and could dissect the movie. And also a lot of subliminal messaging actually releases a ton of like endorphins and shit into your brain and gets you further invested in a movie. Um, A lot of people say that this is a conspiracy, but um, I think those people are dumb as hell because this is real as hell. Also, they did the same (laughs) thing with the moon landing video. Continue.
1: What a great...
2: Conclusion, Uh, Keon, what is your answer, sir? I mean I don't know if that was all real or not but I'm just not even going to do a joking answer and say that um, it's because there's one frame in the movie where uh, the T-Rex is like fighting the uh, Velociraptor and it has a Velociraptor in its mouth and it's swinging it around and for one frame the Velociraptor fucking disappears from, you, you can find it in original copies of the movie where like the render just didn't happen and the Velociraptor just isn't there but you wouldn't notice because it's at like 24 frames but it's 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 such a captivating movie you wouldn't have known either way Oh, That's I, I really time. thought you were going to And talk about the one frame where you can
1: see the velociraptor's penis i mean okay wait let's not as important as the frame where you can't see the velociraptor apparently
2: the problem is they rendered the penis the whole movie but the way that they walk you i mean you don't really see it but yeah yeah that actually might have been why they got rid of that one frame oh yeah it actually explains how they reproduce because they you know they said (laughs) they bred the malls
0: girls but uh nature finds a way
1: if you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um that that brings me to my first point which is uh life finds a way great great phenomenal phenomenal line from that movie wait. sorry yeah. i'm going to
0: interrupt you for a second real quick matt um it, uh just just and uh this I, I just gotta bring this up real quick you guys scale one to ten jeff goldblum fuckability. ability uh 10 uh, 20 i so n- sorry
2: 1500 wait now we're in the 90s uh the in the 90s but also always. I mean, yeah, it went from a ten to an eleven and beyond,
1: yeah, yeah, the thing with with Jeff Goldblum is um <laughs> okay, so Matt's <laughs> demonstrating what it's like to not be fuckable. <laughs>
0: Are
2: you Squidward? You know, what just happened? Sounds uh, like Squidward laughing.
1: He, he does that laugh in the movie. Anyway, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, folks. Okay, I got you. Uh, which uh, so I'll I'll be doing just a couple quick parts about the movie, and then I'll shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> but basically, like the the quote That's that I said is like the movie is innately quotable. Like most blockbusters of the time, it's just got so many amazing lines that you think about for a very very long time afterwards. I mean, we're at. I believe it just passed the 25th anniversary of the movie. And, um, yeah, because I saw it in theaters for the 25th anniversary because mm-hmm. I'm a fucking nerd. Hell, um, yeah. <laughs> but they, they, it has so many quotable moments. And then also has so many scenes that people are still, like, quoting today and redoing today. Like, for the 25th anniversary, they had, uh, a, like, a contest to recreate scenes. And, like, the submissions were insane, the number of Oh, people. yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but most of them really sucked, I gotta be honest with you. I, yeah. It's wow, usually how yeah. it goes. I, I love critiquing people. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> they showed them before again and they They, just, they showed know, like, like 30 40 minutes of these videos before the movie. And so it was like, "Oh, fuck. I just walked watched a lesser version of this film.
0: It's really tough to go to, like, a creative space, like, you know, people who do, like, student films and stuff, and to be like, oh, no, this isn't
2: good. (laughs) Like, I can't believe they made an ungood thing in this amateur setting. And,
0: like, it's like, and then you, like, you know, and it's terrible, too, like, because the people are there, you know, like, they made the film. Mm -hmm. You you Mm -hmm. hear them receive less claps than, like, the one that was really good, and it's like, You know they're going to carry that for the rest of their life.
1: God,
2: you hear the disinterest
1: in the crowd. Yeah, I felt that way when I uh, went to go see uh, your film, Laser. Ooh, Uh, which one? Didn't happen. Schindler's List. Anyway, oh yeah, when I was in
0: Schindler's List as the titular list.
1: (laughs) Another reason uh, is uh, Steven Spielberg, obviously phenomenal director, but uh, Steven Spielberg did a great job on the moon landing. Just saying. What?
0: (laughs) He did a great job on the moon landing, I'm just saying.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Steven Spielberg actually, by many accounts, didn't particularly care to do Jurassic Park at first. Uh, He just wanted to make Schindler's List. And the, the really? studio said, uh, yeah, you're going to have to make us a blockbuster if you're going to make a passion project. Listen, yeah.
0: my son is really into design. Di- designers. Dinosaurs. Never mind. My joke's over. I said <laughs> designers. Okay, dinosaurs. I'm going to just go
2: fuck myself. My son's in. really into designers.
1: <laughs> my kid's really into designers and dinosaurs. What do I do? Make You make designer, designer dinosaurs. dinosaurs,
2: obviously, they, they using
0: are. the so most park. amazing practical effects of the era, Matt. Can There's a point for you. Yeah, Boy you
1: Steven Spielberg. Um, um but but yeah so uh, you know obviously spielberg the it factor um this movie actually was the most successful movie of all time at the time it uh surpassed another little known spielberg flick et whoa Um, never heard of it dude that video game's great so little known the video game is the best actually so Um, good let's be honest it almost Um, ended video games forever mm -hmm. yeah it could have and it's there's a great documentary on it actually, just mm-hmm. to mildly sidetrack if no one's ever seen it about like the ET game and how there were a bunch buried or something and mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. yep big old landfill exactly they like dug uh, up that
0: landfill and found copies of the game like it was real
2: yep
1: which is why it's wild um and and insane uh but that but that leads me to my next point which is this movie's fucking bonkers especially mm-hmm. for the time they decided to put an amusement park of fucking dinosaurs now i know it's based on a book but if you read the book it's not that based on the book like the the core concepts there like there are people stranded on a park Mm -hmm. you know with dinosaurs but the way that spielberg crafts his you know classic formula at this point previously not as much a formula of like a family friendly but still pushing the boundaries of that genre uh like adventure film is just Mm -hmm. amazing you know like he yeah. creates oh, yeah. tension in a way that in a film like this didn't really exist and and that kind of leads me to the more the the final point which is like it was realistic you didn't enjoy this movie if you couldn't enjoy the dinosaurs
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's prior
1: true. to this no one had fucking done it not realistically anyway i mean we all saw like joking dinosaurs as a kid or things mm-hmm. that you kind of excused but, like, you believed a T-Rex was there, at least to a degree, you know? Yeah, I saw well, th- Jurassic Park for the first time with Matt. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Right, Matt? Yeah. He had never seen it. We finally watched it together. He, yeah. He, this was he after was we started the podcast, it, yeah. <laughs> he said he was going to watch it on, with Jay on the podcast. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. We've been doing this podcast for a while.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a long time. Just yeah, a 25 bit. Yeah. years this May. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Just like Jurassic Park, we saw it in theaters um but no before laser was born and and there's like a running there's a running thing about the fact that like jurassic park looks better at least more realistic than like some of the modern jurassic world animation Mm -hmm. and part of that has to do with the fact that everyone's always championing the animation in jurassic park but the reason that it looks most realistic is because they use cgi sparingly in combination mm-hmm. with animatronics, and so it makes you believe that fucking dinosaur is going to eat those kids. You it know? holds or up. That, what was that? Later, well, it holds up. it Holds up exactly. It holds up, and so that's something that a lot of people don't balance as much anymore or care about as much. And like Spielberg, usually that's one of his priorities mm-hmm. is like visually believable or visually like inspiring, and he kind of walks a good line between those two things. But that's part of what makes like the movie so good. I could go on. About Jurassic Park forever. There's a couple. There are a couple articles about like articles about the CGI and the animatronics behind it. I think there's like a six-hour documentary on the film. Well, it's like really six hours of documentary on the film. Mm, it's fantastic. Yeah, fair.
2: I've seen it all before, but like, if of you're course. interested, check it out. Yeah and I mean the the entire thing with the animatronics and the CGI is that the the movie was going to start out as just animatronics and stop motion puppetry like fucking Jason and the Argonauts and all that shit from mm-hmm. like way back when and they're just like yeah we'll just do stop motion T-Rex and stop motion uh um velociraptors and they had costumes and they had animatronics but then they're just like wait a second and there was one uh like they weren't even remotely thinking of using cgi because like you mean that thing that looks like garbage and one person or like a group of people went out of their way to render just a t-rex walking across a field and it looked like everyone was so blown away they're like okay make it happen fucking wherever we were going to do the other thing prove us wrong and they and they brought it like and that person's name Albert Big Einstein. Gates. Oh, oh!
0: Anyway. It was Albert, and you're right. It <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> it was Albert Einstein.
1: But yeah, that's it's exactly the point. Is like they were like, oh, so we can realistically use a little bit of both, and like they'll tell you, they used the CGI sparingly, and the amount of work they put into the CGI in that movie, like ILM are amazing at their job. They're mm. fantastic. Industrial Light and Magic. Artists, for people that don't mm. know, but like they fucking went ham on this first <laughs> movie, mm-hmm. and it set a precedent for years to come.
2: And on that note, that leads me to my topic, exactly. if you don't mind me taking the reins, Matt. Oh, take those fucking reins all take the way Take the reins down
0: in Africa. Mm-hmm,
2: which is why, why is CGI fucking
0: garbage now? Why CGI fucking garbage now? Well, I gotta I was-
1: tell you, as a person who hmm. watches the Arrowverse shows, uh, I can tell you it's because of TV budgets. Laser, go ahead. Into
0: the um, so,
2: uh <laughs> Into the Arrowverse. So, um, I mean, they're doing like, what was it? Uh, Inf- Crisis on Infinite Earths or something coming up? Yeah. I that's hope they, they be fucking, fucking crazy. a little more budget for that. <laughs> I mean, they're bringing back like uh, old Bruce Wayne is going to be played by the actual voice actor that's been doing Bruce Wayne like Batman forever. They're yeah. bringing in Smallville Tom fucking... coming back, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah. they're having Brandon Routh do Superman from Superman Returns too. Um,
2: okay anyway
0: so um as we like the thing is the reason why cgi is like shit now is because it's a return to form um we've Mm. actually been you know uh we've been actually going away from what is proper pure like the platonic ideal of cgi because cgi stands for crappy generated imagery True. and (laughs) you know and here we are we've been getting like better and better and it's like guys come on like this is against the purpose of what cgi is
2: mm-hmm. like
0: you know and and as as you know these blockbusters get made and it's all marvel it's all these franchises and remakes and movies there's a purist movement coming out where we're like hey guys like uh, let's return back to form let's get to where we were like let's go back to proper crappy generated imagery thank you well, for coming to my TED talk, there's there's little cookies and lemonade and those Aww. little those little <laughs> cups at the at the exit, and uh, they're like those sugar cookies that are like really shitty, but some people really really like them for some oh, reason. Yeah. That's really nice. Laser. That's they're really so nice. shitty like the ones that just like fall <laughs> apart that they're like not even they aren't even cookies they're just like fucking weird ass like they're fluff
2: wait the ones that have like powder on the, to- not powder on the like top not like the on the top like the
0: little like the disc of icing with
2: it yeah sprinkles. those are fucking amazing because they cookies with icing
0: listen here motherfucker you're the guy who will eat a tub of buttercream icing i don't respect yeah that's why
2: the cookie that's mostly icing is my favorite what the fuck do you yeah don't at me so, so Matt. anyway I
1: think he literally added. You also. I already
2: answered the question. Continue. Oh, you did. Okay. I did. So yeah. So why is uh, CGI just fucking awful garbage? Is because it's not uh, surprisingly enough. Dude, Uh, you fucking lied to me. You (laughs) baited and switched you motherfuckers. He
1: baited and switched me, man. You're
2: not Not allowed to do that. So I was. I mean, it's it's a half-hearted. That was a half-hearted answer on my part because it is. Bad in a lot of circumstances, just because our eyes are so attuned to the world that a lot of the times we don't notice when it's good, but we really notice when it's really bad. And that has to do with what's called the uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. So I, we've talked. We've about talked it. about yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've talked about it other times on the podcast. But the uncanny valley is when your eyes have seen something for so many so, so long in your life, like what a wall looks like or what a bowl. I've looks just been like, alive how...
0: for too long, and I understand <laughs> it all.
2: Exactly. And so, how light bounces off of that and refracts, and how it all that stuff, your eyes just like that's a little off. Now, see, like computer gener- generated images have gotten so good at it, so good at lighting, that what they do now is like the simulations that they run for lighting and all of those kind of things are so good that you won't notice when things are CGI. And the reason why I bring that up is that in most movies, and I'm not kidding, like the majority of movies. If there's like a if, if let's say there's an airplane scene or there's a scene with like a helicopter or there's a scene with a car that's doing a weird maneuver or something that might be just kind of hard to get with a regular camera, it's usually CGI, and we next to never notice it, like. I mean, the Fast and the Fur- Furious movies have championed using practical cars and explosions and whatever, but like for the majority of films where it's like we don't really have that in the budget to explode a car, they'll blow it up or they'll have like, f- like a little bit of fire on set and then like in post pump up that fire to like a ridiculous amount because they can because now the rendering software is really good at that. Now, where this all falls apart is when we have the Uncanny Valley when it comes to things that we really, really know, which is usually animals and people, and that gets <laughs> fucked when we have... Justice in, League. Yeah, in Justice League and in Rogue One, where we have... Rogue One, we had Grand Moff Tarkin, where we're just like, oh, he's, like, really close, like, really fucking close. They and try. we had young Princess Leia in really fucking close. But, like, I mean, honestly, taking a deep fake of those char- like those characters from the original movies... which which is like pictures of their faces that are then kind of imprinted and graphed onto those 3d models look mm-hmm. better because we're used to seeing the actual frames of their faces from the movies. Now in justice league, which I'm glad you brought it up, Matt is uh, they had to do a bunch of reshoots. That thing was kind of like going through a lot of different uh, producers and creators. And when they were doing reshoots, uh, unfortunately uh, <laughs> what did, I'm trying to remember his name, the name, of the uh, name, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Henry Cavill, who plays Superman, has several parts in the movie, and some of them were shot during production. But when they had to do reshoots, unfortunately, he had moved on to the much better film, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. And in that movie, he's a big buff boy with a big old mustache. And in the in his contract, they're like, nope, you need to keep this mustache. There's nothing that can be done about that. None of the lawyers at uh, Warner Brothers are going to be able to sway us with, with we've already had this for a while and he's not getting rid of this mustache. And so... They had to do reshoots where he had this big old handlebar mustache on and they just had to CGI it out with whatever trickery they could and it turned into not great because it's... The the hardest part about CGI in general is because you're trying to make something analogous to reality and when it comes to like a, a piece of paper or a... A bowl or something like that those are things that like you can look at and you can they just sit there and you can do a lot of like simulation off of what's just happening there if you're doing like the human body moving our skin stretches and pulls and like it, in such crazy ways it's porous and all of this stuff that even just the upper lip of someone is so fucking hard to replicate especially our entire mouths have so many like our face has so many fucking muscles that like oh for that's, sure The biggest thing that you'll usually see the best CGI of a person in uh, like any movie is like they have a helmet on or you can't see their face or any of that kind of stuff where it's like too far away that you can't really make it out. That usually is far, far better than trying to animate their face. But that being said, Thanos is fucking amazing. Like the CGI done on Thanos for a completely CG character is incredible that they had a, and by the way, so a lot of this is talked about on the, I don't know if you guys know. Well, I mean, I think Matt does, but do you guys know about Corridor Digital on YouTube?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love them. They have a series now on their Corridor Crew do channel, which is their second channel. Uh, Go on.
0: Do, do they know or is this like one of those like unrequited crushes? Like, I mean, have you left notes or oh my God, I, this okay. is so exciting. Keon's going to crush.
2: I mean, uh, I don't know. I think they know. I've, I've given I them think, the look. I think they know too. Yeah, so exactly. Too. You know, it, they, it's been happening for a while. We've been, you know, getting getting a little serious. But anyway, they have <laughs> <on> their second <laughs> like channel
1: subscribed. You know, mm-hmm.
2: oh yeah, I subscribed. That they know what that means. Um, on their channel, uh, on their second channel called the Corridor Crew, they do a series called VFX Artists React, where they talk about this such kind of a thing, good where fucking it's things so fucking good. And they talk about how like Thanos is so much better when it comes to this kind of like Uncanny Valley feeling because they have different iterations, like, like different versions of the model where in and they scanned josh brolin's face over and over and over again and tried to like make sure it was really analogous to real life because when the camera is far away they have a lower mo- a lower poly lower polygonal count model of the of thanos which okay it doesn't need to be as detailed but then when they zoom in they have this really high detailed super high fidelity model that when his mouth moves his like face contours move um there's something called uh god it's, uh Subsurface scattering I think is what it's called where um, and I've been doing a lot of like trying to do some CG work And I'm really really into it right now But subsurface scattering which is basically a setting that you can that that's hard for a computer to render Is the fact that like if you put a like right now if you turn the flashlight on on your phone and put it up to your finger You'll see that your finger go like turns a little bit red and like the light shines through That's called subsurface scattering that underneath the surface of your skin it disperses the light and you're Skin, like, your blood is red, so it kind of comes out a little bit red. And that's a big differentiator between that and what's called ambient occlusion are the two big things that differentiate a really, really good person 3D model from a really bad one, because mm-hmm. our body does that so much that around your ears and around certain parts of, your, like, your face, you'll see that there's, like, the, if you really want to dial it in, there's subsurface scattering. They did for Thanos... He has a goddamn... He has stubble. Thanus. He Thanis. He has purple man from outer space stubble. And hair, like, actually, he's a bald guy, but hair actually also has subsurface scattering. That, like, light kind of goes through it. So the little stubble on his face that you don't even notice has subsurface scattering on it in the movie. It's just... It's a masterclass. And the other, the other thing that I just wanted to touch on really quick is ambient occlusion, which is the fact that if you look at a shadow right now, like look around in your room, wherever you are, if you're in your car, keep your eyes on the road, don't look anywhere else. But um, there is, in the shadows of most things, like let's say that you, there's a shadow of right now I see my iPad and there's a shadow on a white table. Well, the shadow on the white table is mostly white because the table's white. But if you look in a lot of early CGI like animations, it's completely black because they don't think about that. They didn't think about that. But that's mm-hmm. another thing that will really differentiate regular CGI from, like, really high fidelity. And so CGI can be really fucking good when they're taking all of those things into account. They go on set and they have what's called an HGRI, which is a high dynamic range image of, like, this is what the set looked like and everything looked like day of. So the animators later on can say this is how the lighting was this is how the shadows were this is how everything was and they can put it into their program and make really high fidelity 3d models but then you have shit like the nude and like we were just talking about jurassic park you have the new jurassic park movies where are like let's just just throw all the dinosaur in there just they're throw a just bunch a of and like nothing exists and they and the big difference is because in the original movie they had the different uh animatronics and they could go between, okay, well the dinosaur is really far away, we can use CGI, no big deal. If it's up in your face, we'll use an animatronic. Now they're like, oh, interchangeably it's fine. But the big difference is that actors don't, they can't emote in front of a fucking tennis ball that's supposed to represent a goddamn eventual dinosaur. They need to see it as well as like get catch eye contact with an actual model, and that's why the animatronics worked really well back then, and now they're not so much because they're looking into fucking space, pretending like there's a big old Velociraptor they got to give a pet. Thank so you. That's for, my,
1: thank you for your TED talk.
2: Yeah. It, I dude, yeah. I mean, I straight up would love to give a TED talk on VFX stuff.
1: That was but, the te- that was the TED talk. We'll, yeah. rec- we'll record it. We'll just put it.
2: We'll play it for TED. And we'll mm-hmm. de-fake
0: your face onto someone that's like, giving the text. Tr- perfect,
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's my uh, that. That's why CGI is good and bad. And when it's really really good, it's basically unnoticeable. But when it's really really bad, it's super fucking noticeable. So, laser. Hey guys. Hey. Why?
0: Just like the movies, do we play out our last scene?
1: Why? Why
2: I like the movies? Do we definitely?
1: <sighs> Keon, come on, you know.
2: Um, Well, I mean, it it has to do with like the structure of like a a movie in scripts and screenwriting that uh, the last scene always has uh, someone shit themselves. And I know that all of us in our lives have shat themselves. Don't pre- if you're listening at home, don't pretend like you haven't. I could tell a story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like the you know like like our last scene in every movie where someone shits themselves, and I mean they might not <laughs> they might not point it out, but you know, but like there someone does, yeah, shit themselves. Especially if there's only one person on screen and they don't call it out, you can tell they shit themselves. Um, and that's why <laughs> that's why just like the last scene, with just like the movies, we play our last scene. Everyone shits themselves.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I got to do the thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> so uh, just like the movies, um, we play our last scene Is has to do with um, dying. Uh, when you <laughs> die, it's your last scene. So therefore, uh, you have to play it. Um, you can't choose to, for example, pause it uh, because then you would continue living. So it's your last scene.
0: Hey, guys. Hey. hey. Alien ant form.
1: That's a transition
0: I was trying to think of a good intro for it But Alien Ant Farm is an American rock band That formed in Riverside, California United States in 1996 96 96 (laughs) They have released five studio albums and have sold over 5 million units worldwide. They're best known for the cover of Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal, which, if you look on YouTube, has like 141 million views, and that is far and away their most popular thing. But I'm not here to talk about their most popular thing, in which they ask if Annie is okay. I am here to talk about their second most popular song. Movies! Haha, see? It's like the topic, you see.
1: Ah, haha.
0: Movies. It's the was their release as the first single from their album Anthology, like get a anthology anthology.
1: Oh my god, um, that's in, genius. In
0: 2001. then re-released to a larger audience after the success of their Smooth Criminal song. They're like, all right guys, so this song's really good. Let's get people to listen to it. Okay, so this song blew up. We really want people to listen to this other one though. Re-release it.
1: I think it's more just like, hey, we could make money off this album if we re-release it. <sighs> I saying. mean,
0: yeah, it could be like that if you were a fucking piece of shit ass mo- So, um <laughs> so the cool thing about this song, I, I had the, the guys listened to it before we started, so this is not actually a surprise to them. Um it, it's great because the only actual lyrics that are like are about movies are the last two lines of the chorus in which we have at slow, so, so it says, and just like the movies, we play out our last scene. But the other lyrics are like, at slow speed, we all seem focused. In motion, we seem wrong. In summer, we can taste the rain. I want you to be free. Don't worry about me. And just like the movies, we play out our last scene. Really, just great. Very good stuff. Very memorable movie quotes.
2: Very memorable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um. You know, it it is actually it's, it's pretty catchy. It's just one of those things where like I feel like you don't pay too much attention to the lyrics. You know.
2: Because they're
1: bad.
0: I. I mean, yes, that's subjective, but yes, they are bad. Um. So the uh the genre of this band it's called new metal, which is nu metal. Uh, which boo. is yeah, which is great. Yep. it's it's a subgenre of alternative metal that combines elements of heavy metal music with elements of other genres such as hip hop, alternative rock, funk industrial, and grunge,
1: yeah. well, yeah. there's like good new metal, like nine inch nails. And then mm-hmm. there's bad new metal, like, Alien
0: Ant Farm, <laughs> fuck you, man! Alien Ant Farm's a good band.
1: Their name's Alien Ant Farm, man. Yeah,
0: and it's good. And by the way, the origin behind their name—it uh, comes from an, an idea that the original guitarist Terry Corzo had about aliens and the Earth. It was just my daydream about our planet being seeded by entities from other dimensions.
2: <laughs> Holy shit!
1: Okay. Well, that's cool. That makes them a lot more metal.
0: Yeah. So eat a dick. So anyway, uh, the cool thing about the uh, the song movies is it had three music videos. Wait, really? There Wait, were, what? Yeah, there were three music videos made for the single. There was one which was shot before the success of Smooth Criminal which features sort of like a behind the scenes styling shooting of the video with grips and oh. light crew interrupting shots to fix equipment while they perform <laughs> like uh, in front of a tacky Hollywood Hill backdrop. Apparently that one fucking sucks. Okay. Uh,
1: I would love to watch that one. That sounds hilarious.
0: So, so the second video revolves around they're playing at a house party and the imagined events after they each pick up a different girl at the party so then you know after smooth criminal was wildly successful there was a bigger budget reshoot music video which i the guys watched which shows the band jumping through the screen at a movie theater and interacting with the audience in homages to ghostbusters Willy wonka and the chocolate factory the karate kid and edward scissorhands uh, hey, and then, we
1: found the movies part of this topic
0: yes uh, the fucking song is named movies I'm just saying the anyway, fucking continue. I literally whenever we have a topic sometimes I hardly relate it why is this na- e- see I told you he's gonna this be-
1: is my uh, episode I just I'm just saying
0: <laughs> so at the end of the video the entire audience jumps to the screen joins the band it just has a real good fun time so fun so uh, this band has a somewhat interesting history um, uh, like they all, pretty much like almost shut down uh when in may 2002 they were involved in a bus accident really fuck yeah all right the lead singer suffered a fractured c2 vertebrae but they kept doing it i guess because there's more in this wikipedia article that i'm not reading (laughs) (laughs) um all right man yeah Yeah. so some some really interesting so the the music video particularly is what i want to talk about because it is so 2001 like
1: Literally, if you told me that was made after 2005, I would have called you a liar.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't. It is. (laughs) It is so 2001. Um, So it takes place in the Vine Theater in Hollywood, uh, which closed in 2007 and now is a private screening room. Mm -hmm. So there's old animated advertisements in it, like right before I jump in, which is really cool. You know, they, they have a lot of references to like classic film as well as like all these contemporary references to things like Edward Scissorhands. Oh, there's also like a Willy Wonka one if I didn't mention that, where there is this lady who just is chewing gum in the movie theater and then like becomes like the blueberry like the movies and then uh, and then they you know like they have like a beach ball at festivals that they like pass along the crowd. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they do. They, I've been to a do, Coachella. They, yeah, they they do that to her. This horrible, this horrifying, this fu- the the blueberry scene in Willy Wonka is fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Can we oh, all kind yeah. of
1: great. But it is literally the worst. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty fucked up. So anyway, um, so they do that to this poor woman, uh, like they do uh, beach ball at a concert. It's just fucked up. I'm just glad you showed us guys. this fucking.
2: Please go listen to this music video. It'll immediately tra- transport you back to be like, "Am I playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater three right now?" You what really feels? do feel like you're playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater.
0: Okay, here we go. Thank Christ. Uh, sorry, I was looking for this one. To- uh, this one fact. So, um, movies. Uh, the reason it started to take off was so they were playing smooth criminal it was really great but when 9-11 happened uh they were setting up to play at the mean fiddler in london so at the time there was a media company clear channel they released a list of songs that were inappropriate to play on the radio and smooth criminal was on the list so the radio stations that still wanted to support the band started playing movies in its place which is the reason why it became as popular as it did
2: Oh, that's nice. I mean, it's honestly really catchy, even though the lyrics are fucking bullshit.
1: Yeah, it's such a wild story, though, for success of a band.
0: I mean, you know, they were successful with the other thing first.
1: I feel you. It's just kind of crazy, like, oh, 9-11 made them have another hit single instead of none, except for the one, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess so.
2: And I don't think they deserve either. So,
1: um, anyway, so Keon's going Keon's gonna to cut
0: out those massive pauses I took while I went and tried to find that fact, right, Keon?
2: And I'm going to cut this out, too.
0: Good, good. So, anyway, hey, guys. <laughs> here's our segment <laughs> called Why Not, where one of us chooses a why not question for us to debate. Take us away. I mean, it's got to be Matt, right? Like, it's his fucking I mean, yeah. topic. Even if he's been a total dickhead. Oh, yeah. man.
1: Shit. Okay, that makes me sad. Um, why <laughs> uh, why not musical
2: movies? Ooh. Why oh, not good. musical
0: mo- Well, um. By the mm, way, mm,
2: really quick, I've been watching the Dark Crystal fucking series, and I, I just have turned into Chamberlain, which is like, mm, like all the fucking time i don't know if either of you have been keeping up with that shit but i just had to get that out there that i've been noticing it like wow i'm really doing that often <laughs> i haven't watched it yet
1: but i do love when you become a character so please mm-hmm. continue mm-hmm.
0: well uh,
2: i i'm neutral. I, I'll I'll be positive. Aha.
1: Why would you guys do this to me again? Take right, I,
2: cool. I had to do the same for Sonic.
1: <laughs> it's only fair. We we did it to Keon. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. sorry go ahead. You start <laughs> yeah, off, Laser.
0: We keep making people too negative on their own personal. I love it. Topic. Um. Hey guys, so positive. Well, um, as I started this episode with, I was singing songs from La, La Land, which, in my opinion, is a good movie if you look past the part where a white guy saves jazz. Um, yeah, oh just, my God, just like, yeah. Just ignore, just ignore that part. I have to bring it up every time, but Ryan Reynolds, a white guy, does save Jazz. Not which Ryan is,
1: Reynolds. Ryan Gosling. What the fuck, dude? Come I,
0: on. All right, so uh, cut, cut out where Matt corrects me and just leave audiences confused that I said Ryan Reynolds. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, um, Ryan, uh, Ryan uh, Jakover, which is a podcast What's guy. The fuck? I don't know. I tried all to come right. up with another Ryan, and there's a guy who does Magic Tyrant. All right, so anyway... Um, uh, so, his name
2: uh, is shovel face. It's Ryan. It's Ryan Gosling. Shovelface yes, McGee.
0: Yes. So um, Ryan Gosling known for de- Deadpool. Um, Motherfucker. He, he he did that movie and it was good. Um, so anyway, I, I grew up actually with like musical movies. So which is probably like the genre I've been most exposed to. So like my mm. parents had very eclectic tastes. So I was raised with movies like Fiddler on the Roof, Moulin Rouge. I was raised. Ooh, yeah. With, I, I, know almost all the lyrics to jesus christ superstar oh my god my father uh, who is jewish fucking loves that movie i don't know um so i love i like how you said that i i mean like it's a it's a it's a jesus movie it's a movie about jesus and my father was
1: raised jewish i mean it is a movie about jesus but jesus christ superstar is also like pretty critical of jesus so
0: I guess I don't know I don't think I don't think that's why I liked it I don't know I'll have to I'll, I'll, we'll have him guest on the final episode or get me like hey why do you like Jesus Christ super
2: <laughs> just aggressively call him over the phone with a, yeah, the yeah very good and that's that's I all love that we've able. talked about your father so much but this is the thing we'll fucking ask him about
0: honestly though that man <laughs> will never wear a shirt so um so yeah I, I know like all the lyrics to Jesus Christ I'm talking about my credentials I even talked about why I'm positive about it so, so um love me love me some Musical movies, um, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And the thing about it is, uh, a lot of the classic musical movies, especially that I've listened to, they like, they understand that they're musical movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, you know, only some of them take themselves entirely seriously, which is amazing on its own, especially if it's not that great of a movie and they take themselves completely seriously. It's just like they're just busting out in song in the middle of the things and like not doing that great. And that's hilarious. Or you have people who are smart enough to make musical movies or and also there are some that work very good seriously, too. But like they're it's just they, they're so fun. Musical movies are so fun. There's going to be one song that you come out of the theater and you're just, you're singing and going like, or you're going, holy shit, that number was insane. Like, that was, that was absolutely crazy. It, it is, it's one of those things where it's just fun.
1: A hundred percent agree on the fun factor for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, there are a lot of very
2: bad musical movies. And Keon's going to jump in here with the sure. fact that uh, Cats, the musical movie, is going oh, to be my bad god. CGI and bad movie I'm going to get but really
0: drunk and go see that movie I can't
2: fucking wait I, I cannot cannot oh my wait. god but uh, my, my kind of critique of movies kind of short and sweet is the fact that... And I don't even know if i it's going to be short and sweet. I'll see how long I actually end up talking. But my thing about, like, musical movies is that a lot of them aren't particularly motivated much. Like, when you go into a movie... And this is, like, nitpicky. But a musical movie, you go in, you expect music, and you expect acting. But a lot of the times, sometimes the music element of it isn't motivated by the actual thing that's happening in the movie. Like... The, the rule that I've heard, and for you listeners, I really like, is that uh, there when you're when you're feeling an emotion and you're feeling it a little bit, you act it out. And if you're feeling it a lot a bit, then you sing it out. And you're feeling it the most, then you sing and dance it out. Like, you do the th- whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or it might be... You might need to switch dancing and singing, but regardless. Like, it's that kind of elevation. And a lot of the times in movies, musical movies, they'll have moments where it's just like, okay, cool, there's this... this they're just talking. Like, in... Case in point In fucking singing in the rain They're all like Hanging out And like writing I think they're writing a script mm. And then all the fucking sun they sing about Good morning Because the fucking sun came up It has yeah. nothing to do With the whole movie Like the song's catchy It's fun But it has fucking Nothing to do with anything It is And a that's classic, the kind of thing though, you
0: know? Moses supposes His toeses are roses But Moses <laughs> supposes Erroneously For Moses He knows that His toes are roses For Moses He knows it can't be And then they do The sickest tap dancing
2: It's exactly like Like, um, like a big set piece or a big explosion in a movie where like, if it's not motivated by the plot or it's not motivated by something in the movie, then it's like, okay, why the fuck have it? But then there's also the dichotomy where it's like, okay, wait, but this was really good. Like you said, that tap dancing scene and a lot of the shit in Singing in the Rains, just really good cinema and really good dancing and acting and singing but it has nothing to do with the plot half the time. If
0: I die before doing uh, make them laugh on a stage, like complete with running up walls and doing backflips, then I
2: have not lived a successful life. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but uh, Matt, how about you? How about you for the negatives?
1: Um. Well. I could do negatives. This I can do. Um, there are some like you said, there are some really fucking bad musical movies. <laughs> like there 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 are actually a surprising number of them that are really good shows that are absolute shit movies too. Like mm-hmm. Newsies is not a good movie. Like I know a lot of people who love it, but it's it's just not. The singing's not there. There's a lot of dumb moments. Whereas the musical is really good and like the biggest problem with movie musicals is sometimes they'll take something that works really well in a theater medium. And then try to put it into a movie and it doesn't work as well. Partially like you were saying, Keon, like in a musical, if you have a mildly unmotivated scene, you can motivate it with other factors. You know, That yeah. and then that usually gets lost in the translation to, to film. Like, for example, if you're trying to have a character go through this like really long song of change and you're doing a montage, in a movie you you could do that like via montage and have it seem motivated. But the scene itself might seem kind of unmotivated to start. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because in a musical, you can have visual changes with the character on on the live you know stage mm-hmm. and have you visually see that change. And then that motivates the change. Whereas in a movie, it's like, all right, I guess we're skipping eight years now. You know, like, yeah. it just feels different, like literally feels different. And you're not seeing the change happen before your eyes. You're watching a movie. And so sometimes they're trying to be like so specific to the story or they're trying to just literally like copycat the musical. And so they forget that it's a different form of art, you know,
0: it's another day of sun. Dun, 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 dun,
1: dun, it's a bad dun, example because it's not dun, a it's dun, not something dun, that was made go for. watch
2: la la land it's very good it didn't deserve the oscar and didn't get it but oh it yeah very no good.
0: i actually i saw moonlight too moonlight deserved it fucking great movie
2: oh yeah.
1: yeah i don't know the only thing i hate about la la land is that damien got an oscar for it honestly but otherwise whatever not, be, not because he's not a good director but because like what the fuck dude mm. <laughs> he didn't he didn't need a, a best director oscar for that anyway that has nothing to do with this topic, really. But basically, the other reason being that they're making too many of them. Like, there's mm. every Wait, fucking what? musical is turning into a movie now. Like, oh, okay. if you look at the list That's of fair, actively yeah. being developed musical I, movies, I, I it's don't know. Unreal. I think
0: I think Cats was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Two things, Cats not a great
1: idea. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, I don't know what the f-
1: <laughs> he's got a furball. Anyway, that I could talk about it forever. But like everyone said, like. The fun, the heart, and when it's done really well, it can be one of the most perfect forms of cinema out there. Perfect. The negatives being, (laughs) fuck you, the negatives being that when it's not done well, it can be a fucking shit show. And that's it.
2: Yeah. So,
0: um... Longo, Chirian, Teaser, we a notorious couple that's of us take a break! Hey, please,
2: please breath end breath breath. this. End, <laughs> end this hell, please. Please, Keon, fade it. Right, what got. are <laughs> Jellicle cats? The fuck is a Jellicle cat? I
0: don't know, but he sure have a fucking Jellicle ball for them Jellicle cats.
2: Hey, dudes and dudettes. It's Keon here, and thank you so much for listening to Why Movies. A topic very near and dear to my and Matt's hearts. And lasers here, too. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. And um, I actually did end up work, looking up what Jellicle Cats means. Um, <laughs> when I did, I clicked on, literally Google had a thing that said, what does Jellicle Cat mean? I'm like, thank you, Google, for thinking of the question for me. I clicked on it, and it took me to the merch page f- for cats. It didn't give me a definition. So I guess the definition is cat-pitalism. cat Thank you so much for listening to Why a Podcast. You can find Why a Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and Neopets at Why Podcast. Hopefully, lasers feeding those Neopets, please. Please feel free to leave us five stars and a little review on Apple Podcasts, because that helps us out a whole bunch. As we wrap up this show, it would be really nice to be sent off with a, a 21-gun salute on Apple Podcasts of beautiful reviews. We'd really appreciate it. And you can shoot us a question or a personal why question at whyapodcast.gmail.com. At no more future topics. We got those wrapped up for the last two episodes after this one. And seriously, we thank you so much for sticking with us through this whole journey onto our closing in on our 69th episode. And a big Why Guys thank you, I mean, throughout this entire journey, to Evan Draper, who created our theme music. You can find his work at Silo Digital, that's P-S-Y-L-O-Digital, on social media. Now let's get back to those goofy guys talking more about them movies and the ones that Laser hasn't seen. How will these guys get, it get out of this sticky situation? <laughs> let's find out.
0: Whoa, sorry guys. I really didn't mean to drag you guys along and sing through uh, every musical that I know. I know it's 15 hours later, but oh, I, I'm
2: in a living hell.
0: Yeah. What well, the fuck, I mean, Laser? It's, you guys could have hung up at any time.
1: <laughs> I mean, I did, but then I kept coming back thinking it'd be done, but it wasn't yeah. done. You know. Well,
0: I mean, you know, yeah, sure, you came back thinking it was done. I know you're coming back for more, baby boy. Hey, guys, let's <laughs> talk about our personal why questions. We have our personal why questions go around the table, ask a personal why question, a personal why question. <laughs> uh, hey, Matt, it's your personal why time, your personal episode. Do, it's do my fucking
1: personal do, episode. Do, I, the, do I, the shit. I asked the question, which is, uh, why is your favorite movie right now your favorite movie?
2: That's pretty good.
0: Why is my favorite movie right now my favorite movie? Well, I'm going to talk about two movies. Um, So, uh, real quick, favorite movie right now, probably into the Spider-Verse still. Yes. Just, God, what a fucking incredible movie. Um, But I want to talk about, real quick, um, The Descendants, which is just... Huh. So, uh, do you guys know The Descendants?
1: No. The Disney movie?
0: Yes, the Disney movie. There's Uh, also the the other Descendants, which is the
1: George Clooney movie. But I assumed you meant the Disney movie. Yeah,
0: I mean the fucking Disney movie. So it's a movie. It's about the kids of uh, Disney villains. And like all the Disney villains were like secluded onto this one island because the heroes won or whatever. And then like the good people, they like give like four of the kids of the Disney villains like a chance to come to like the school where all the Disney hero kids are at. And it's a musical. And it's just, it's so fucking good. Jay what? basically like wouldn't let me not watch it. It just be like, <laughs> it just be like, hey, want to watch the Descendants? I don't know. I'm not really in a movie mood right now because you know I'm only in a movie mood during the the full harvest moon. Um, this is very true. Yeah, just Jay, just Jay, just asked, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta see it, and that shit's tight, yo. Oh I'm gonna goddamn that. like go see watch the movie. It's so fucking good. Get, get, uh, bring a bottle of wine first, because that's going to make it about 15 times better. But it's
2: already pretty goddamn good. Hell yeah. Uh, Matt, you want to go next?
1: Um, Sure. I mean, I, I've talked about the fact that um, I have a lot of favorite movies. But, I, I mean, we talked about probably my favorite movie today already. So Jurassic Park. I'll talk about one I saw recently that I really liked, because that seems more interesting. Well, my mm-hmm. voice apparently goes.
0: <clears throat> I miss
2: Matt.
1: So, I (laughs) I (laughs) recently saw uh, the movie Good Boys that came out.
2: Oh, really? It was good?
1: Yeah, it was was really funny. I mean, I think people selling it as like this generation super bad are kind of crazy because it's not like that level amazing. It's really, really funny, especially for like a comedy recently like it just doesn't seem like most comedies that have come out recently cared about being clever and and don't get me wrong i love comedies but it's just been there have been a lot of cookie cutters lately this one really gave a shit about like playing with it like having fun with the movie and i fucking loved that and so even though like like a lot of comedies tend to be that are coming of age comedies like a lot of people would be like oh that's forgettable i just i thought the writing was so clever that i'm really excited to see like what comes from the people who made the movie next you know really mm. yeah the jokes were just really clever and like they gave a shit about characters which in a comedy is like the hardest thing sometimes
0: and that's this great what's this movie again
1: it's called Good Boys.
0: Cool. I'll make sure not to watch it.
1: Thanks,
2: buddy. I'm about to say, yeah. <laughs> Key on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my favorite movie off the top of my head, like going back in my brain, my big old brainium, is uh, Pacific Rim just because it is such a good time. Like, the it, it turn off your brain and just enjoy the ride because, like, not only... I've talked to, on my brother's podcast, Swagging the Small Stuff, about, like, why it's a genius, like, beginning to a movie because it immediately gets you invested because you're like... Who could I pilot a giant fucking robot with? And you go through that process. But regardless, it's just like no holds barred, like ridiculous bullshit of g- giant fucking robot fighting giant fucking monster.
1: It is really dope, honestly. It's shocking so how true. good that movie is.
2: It's anime the movie. So, uh, I mean, I just I just fucking love that. I, I don't think I've ever just been having an upset time and then just being like, oh, watch Pacific Rim and not enjoyed, enjoyed the shit out of it.
1: 10 out of 10, man. It's one
2: of
0: the few movies I have on DVD.
2: Fuck yeah. So good. The second one's bad. <laughs>
0: well, I love you guys.
2: <laughs>
1: love you too, buddy.
0: <laughs> this is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening to Why a Podcast. I'm Laser, uh the musical movie man, Alaric.
1: I'm Matthew, the movie old movie man, Slaza.
2: I'm Kion, the jellicle cat boozar, I guess.
0: <laughs> and now you know why it's a jellicle ball for jellicle cats. There's no like textbook. I, I googled it. There's no definition for jellicle
2: cat. But <laughs> up, <laughs>